Hey, Lori, how you doing? What's up? I just got done recording a whole dang live episode about the movie Matilda from the year 1996. What about you? I just did that too. Why? Oh, because <laughs> we decided in these scary times that we just want to hang out and talk about movies that we know are very enjoyable and comforting and filled with child abuse, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and Tony's here too. He's slurping. Oh yeah, sorry, I'm here. Um, it's all movies about child terror, child horror movie. <laughs> so we hope you are safe and we hope you enjoy this conversation. Hello, everybody, and welcome to We're Potting This Together. It's the podcast where we watch old movies that make us feel good because we need them right now. I'm Brandon. I'm Lori. I'm Andoni. Okay, guys, grab some chocolate cake and get comfy in your own chokey because today we're watching Matilda. Matilda is the story of a wonderful little girl who happens to be a genius and her wonderful teacher versus the worst parents ever and the worst school principal imaginable that a child write that. Yeah. Oh, we didn't do the uh, the IMDb game before. We can do it now. Okay. Oh, what would you think this movie is about based on the name? Brandon? You first. What is it? Matilda. What's the game? Oh, is it yeah. based on the name or? Uh, no, just like if you had to, if you had to, if you're going to re- rewrite this. Oh, okay. So before I saw this movie or rewatched it. No, it, it can be like after you watched it too. No, I know. But I would have said <laughs> a little girl has special powers because she reads too much. And that's where I thought her powers came from. Is it not? Uh, that's is very it? confusing. I mean, I think it's just because she's smart. I thought she read so much because she huh. had powers. I okay. thought the overreaching arch was that like knowledge is the, the power. And so I thought that's what she like drew her magic from. Oh, Lori, you understand this book. This is your I, soul. I feel Matilda in my bones. Mm-hmm. Oh, wait. Uh, so mine okay. would be young Jean Grey has to overthrow terrible power structures. Who's Jean? Who's, who's that? She's one of the X-Men. She's the psychic. She oh, becomes okay. the Phoenix later. Cool. I'd I realize say, now that I did that last time too, like taking a Marvel character and putting them in. I mean, Which one would that have been for? Onward? Onward. I said Spider-Man and uh, Star-Lord. That one was oh, asking yeah. for it though. It was. What's your IMDb? I'd say boy eats cake. That's the whole movie. <laughs> That's like the most iconic part, I think. It takes long enough. It could be its own movie. Damn, someone feels away. There was like an upload of this on YouTube. And so I watched that version, but they had gotten rid of all of the music. <laughs> to like, oh, Lord. Or maybe YouTube did, because like they can pick up copyright and stuff. So it'd be like scenes where there'd be like really. Wait, so was the breakfast scene completely without rusted root? Without any sound, because like they can't, like the, the bots can't like pull noise. They just sort of just like mute for like a minute and a half in some scenes. It was pretty funny. Oh, I've definitely wow. watched a few like 
uploads of cooking shows with that like yeah. Nigella Lawson just like tottering around in the kitchen completely silently because I guess they had like some Elvis Presley on in the background that's when somebody walks in and sees you just watching this completely silent video of a woman cooking like are you okay <laughs> it's a thing fine. this movie is on Netflix though it didn't show up online no it didn't online oh maybe it's Canadian Netflix are you I mean you have your ways I live oh in Canada. <laughs> Canada. Canada Grado. Canada Degrassi. Yeah. I, we, can, we can watch Degrassi sometime. Uh, yeah, so I assume everybody here has seen this before as children of the 90s. Oh, absolutely. Have you all read the book? No, no I've, I've always wanted to, like my whole life. I just haven't yet. <laughs> Like, my reading level isn't there yet someday no, honestly I, I think a roll doll book is probably pretty timeless but i've only read like two of them i thought you were gonna say i've only read like two books <laughs> <laughs> i mean yeah roll doll books the, are the only ones that matter i've read the book but i haven't read it since i was a kid and i really i actually put on hold from the library they have like a collection of a bunch of roll doll books for audiobooks oh, okay then i recently Important read question. Book. how do you say his name Rawl is what i Raul roll roll well, I don't know how to say it now. Roll doll. I always thought it was Roland. Roland. Roll. I, I thought it was Ronald. Keep rolling, rolling, rolling. <laughs> cool. Um, but cool. Uh, I read his adult stories, and it was cool because one of them called The Landlady. It turns out I had read in high school and just didn't realize who the author of it was. But his adult stories, they're a little bit more like sci-fi than I think his kids' books mm -hmm. are. But they're very, like, I want to say they're very, like, surprisingly spooky. But Charlie and the Chocolate Factor is, like, kids go into building and get killed. And then in Matilda, it's, like, girl gets wildly abused by parents and teachers. And it's not, oh like, my God. so it's consistent. But yeah. Um, which other ones have you read by him? Uh, when I was a kid, like, I read, it was, like, Beverly Cleary, Raul Dahl, and Judy Bloom. I think I, and, uh, Laura Ingalls Wilder were, like, the ones where it was, like, I don't know what to read. I'll just reread this. And he was, like, one of them. So I think huh. I read whatever my school, my, like, grade school library had. I actually have not read any of his books, but. Really? I, but I will, I will, instead of answering your question, tell you a fun piece of my brain that I always think BFG is I can never, I always think it's big fucking giant. I mean, that's, it has to be. They, I don't even think in the book they like reveal what it means. It's big friendly, friendly giant. Oh, I didn't know. Yeah. That. But also <laughs> in the video game Doom, the BFG is the big fucking gun. Okay. <laughs> uh, that is one of the only two books by him that I read. It was that one and what, um, someone's mystical, magical, magical potion thing. The one with the witches on it? No, this kid, like, his grandma is a piece of shit. So he, like, mixes all these things together and it makes her, like, super big, I think. Oh, I didn't and, know like, that one. Yeah, like, they live on a farm. So his dad's like, let's give it to the chickens. Oh my God, we're going to be rich. Huh, and then cute. they it can't It sounds familiar, it. like, in some weird <clears throat> recess of my brain. This is for sure one of those movies where I always remembered just very specific scenes from it but could never really remember the entire movie. You know what I mean? Totally. I guess that's how most movies are after you watch them. I mean, I would have been like five when this came out. And I feel like this would have been one that every week we'd go to Blockbuster and we'd get like, me and my sisters would have to pick one movie for us. And then my parents would get like a movie for themselves, like a rated R thing or whatever. And I feel like this would have been one that we had gotten. What is this rated? Because probably like G. 
I'd say PG. For swears, yeah. there's one use of the word piss and one use of the word hell. I didn't know they said piss. I don't remember that at all. It's because our grown-up edgy minds just like pass. It's not even like on our level. Okay. I still was like taken aback when she said twit because as a kid I thought it was like such a bad word. I remember when crap was like a really bad word. Mm-hmm. But he had said it on Hey Arnold once. Ooh. I remember a teacher accidentally said it when he was angry and then he apologized to every single person in our grade. Said crap? Yeah. How many people oh. were in your grade? I mean when I was a kid it seemed like a lot but it would have just oh. been like it was it was probably like some like assembly or something for the grade that he was like you guys need to get your crap together. You're poop in a group. One time I said frickin' <laughs> and I got in trouble for saying frickin' because he said, that's basically like saying the F word because we know what you mean. And I'm like, but I'm not saying the F word. I'm saying frickin'. It's like if yeah. I say shoot, you know what I mean. Yeah. I did say shoot one time and my dad almost smacked me. I was like, but I didn't say shit. He <laughs> <laughs> really get in trouble then. The Trunchbull and the Flying Monkeys in Wizard of Oz, I think, were like the two kid movie things that scared me the most. The Trunchbull's terrifying. Yeah. And she's Aunt Marge. She's a horrible woman. I don't want to speak to the actress, but like both of those characters are like the the worst. She's brilliant. Yeah. She's yeah. supposed to be very sweet. I've heard that. You have to be. Same thing with like Umbridge. She's apparently like the, the nicest woman. I feel like with either of them, like I would just I feel awful, but I don't know if I'd be able to be like, uh, I can be comfortable around you without. I'm being. a fan of you. Yeah, I'd be like, you better <sighs> not. You're so mean to Harry, both of you. Anyway, did you guys know that babies are expensive and that you don't really need to pay for hospital visits because they can't, like, repossess the baby? Yeah, but they can take it to child services. Would they do that if you didn't pay a hospital bill? I feel like this isn't the best chat. Yeah, I did know that they're expensive, (laughs) which is why I don't know that I want one. I just like how chill the mom is where she's just like, I didn't know they'd be that expensive and painful. And then later in the movie, um, Danny DeVito, the dad, who's also the director of this movie, referred to her as like, oh, we have a son and a little accident. We've named her Matalda or something. And she's like, it's Matilda. And he's like, whatever. That's <laughs> oh so God. awful. Yeah. The parents in this are just horrible. They're so bad. They're they're real life married. They are. I love it. And also, really? yeah. yeah. They've I forget married. her name. Rhea Perlman. She's on Cheers. Whoa. Okay, I never that's awesome. watched Cheers, but I just I remember them like, complaining about like soap in the hospital or something. Yeah, like six fifty for soap. What is this? Which is that's funny really expensive. All, it is, but we also find out he's like a total like rippy off car salesman. So like of all people to be like, this is unethical. It's it's bro. amazing how like back in that day, their house is pretty banging. So it like is. having two kids and complaining about things being too expensive, like. You can't afford that nowadays. Nobody I feel like can have that. he'd be the person, like when I was working retail, who you could tell was like super, super well off and you're there like working minimum wage and they're like, this coupon says I should get 10% or 10 cents off. You're not scanning mm-hmm. it for me. I need to talk to your manager. I'm like, I just, just, I'll pay you a dime. Just please leave. Yeah, those <laughs> people. Her name is basically Karen. It is. Dan DeVito's name is Karen. Yes. <laughs> I was looking it up because I was like, I don't think we ever heard their names. We don't. It's Mr. Wormwood and Mrs. Wormwood. I didn't realize her last name was Wormwood. Yeah, they said a lot. I love it because it's so gross sounding. Yeah, gross. I think, what do I think of when I think of Wormwood? I think of like a rotting. Yeah, I think of like a rotting piece of wood with like wormies crawling through it. Totally. Yeah. 
Wait, but what is his name? Because hers is like Zinnia, right? That's Mr. Wormwood. Yeah, it doesn't say. It doesn't say, but her, but she has a name, right? No. Yeah, Mrs. Wormwood. That's what it is. Yeah, I was saying, it's like, I tried to look up their names just now, and it's only listed on IMDb as like Mr. Wormwood. I don't make me keep saying the name. You can't say it. <laughs> Wormwood. <laughs> Mr. Wormwood and Mrs. Wormwood. When you add the word Mr. or Mrs. is when it makes it hard. Yeah. I was watching like little interviews and I'm pretty sure Rhea, 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 her name in the movie is Zinnia, which is an awesome name, but really I don't good. remember what Danny DeVito's name was. Well, Mr. according Wormwood. to IMDb, it's just Mr. and Mrs. So I'm going to go with that for now. Um, Mommy and Daddy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mama and Dada. Um, so I'm looking at the notes to figure out. She's like, okay, the part that stood out to me like okay so i guess her mom plays bingo a lot and her dad's always at work so she's at home to fend for herself and her mom's like i left some soup on the oven for you and so matilda throws away the soup and then makes like really really good pancakes i she's so talented she really is also that's a lie because the first pancake is always garbage she did it Mm. good my first pancake's like always the best no, mine's the worst because then like the pan, you haven't put enough butter on the pan yet. So it's not like fully nonstick. See, Either for me, like... the first one is the only one I have patience enough to make the butter perfect. And then the rest of them, I'm like, oh my God, the pan is way too hot. And I panic. You just scream and you're just like holding them in your <laughs> Pretty hand. Pretty much. I'm like, ah! I'm like pouring butter on and like mixing it around. It's not good. The first one's yes. bad, then the, the next four are good, and then around like number six, they start getting burnt because they don't put enough butter again. And bigger because you're sick of making pancakes. Okay, well that's yes. just furthering the point that Matilda is amazing despite being left to not flourish. Yeah, mm-hmm. also, True. when I was a kid, I definitely thought that her mom had intended her to cook the soup in the can so in the pot. So did I. <laughs> okay. Hmm. I like the implication that her mom wasn't even, she was like too lazy and like over it. She was like, I did what I needed to do. I opened it. Like she didn't even bother pouring it into the pan or like anything. She's just like, oh, it's there. And like when you, you say like soups on the stove, you imagine like homemade soup or something, which is like a Campbell soup can. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's how cowboys cook soup is in the can on the fire. That's how so, they cook them beans. Yeah. So Matilda re- had two options to either be a cowboy or a genius. You were about to ask yeah. if I've ever eaten beans out of a can. Yeah, Cole. Did we talk about this last time? I was not on that episode. Okay. I like putting that... beans on bread and butter, and I didn't realize that was like an actual British thing, but it's a thing. Yeah, beans and toast. I don't know. Mm. It's just delicious. I've never had it. I've also never had that type of beans. Really? You mean like the Heinz beans? Well, just you like baked beans. Canned beans? I mean, I've had like black beans. You've never had like, a can of beans? A can of baked beans? No, like, yeah, baked beans. Never? Maybe at a barbecue? Maybe. I eat them like every day. They're so good. I just think of them as like tasting, <laughs> in my mind, like I just taste ketchup and metal. If I, think I am about absolutely it. shocked right now. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I just think it's odd. Like how, how? Never? Well, my mom is... Welsh, that's very English to do beans well, and I'm toast. from Nebraska. It's not like it's something. <laughs> yeah, maybe. I don't know. Okay. As if her parents weren't bad enough. It is <laughs> I'm so just, sorry to disappoint you guys. It's okay. I'm just going to like move on and accept it in my heart. And then disown me later. Her parents don't know what age she is. And so she's like <laughs> six, right? Yeah. And they're really? like, you're like four. 
She's like, I'm and six so and a half. This... I turned six last August. And she's like, fine, four and a half. Oh, <laughs> like and so they haven't been sending her to school. And she's They're just already really... teaching her to lie about her age as a woman. Yeah, I guess. Brandon, did you feel like, what would you do as a male boy if you were out delivering packages and it's like the middle of a Tuesday and a six and a half year old just like opens the door side for a package every day? I mean, that happens a lot. Like during a like a like normal time when people are actually in school, just like a small child. Yeah, you'd be surprised how many days of the week you're like, why is that kid at home? Oh, oh. okay. Well, that wasn't supposed to be everything. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is so hypocritical of me. But before, when I was like in between jobs, my friend and I would hang out all the time. We'd be at the store, and like if it was crowded, we'd be like, what the fuck? Don't these people have jobs that they're supposed to be at? And it's like, wait, I don't have a job that I'm supposed to be at. <laughs> I remember yeah. one time a maintenance guy came to my apartment to fix something and I worked retail at the time. So like it wasn't nine to five and I think probably more people do that than not. And he's like, oh, it must be nice not working. I was so mad. Oh. He was like, you come into my home and insult me? Yeah, yeah that's pretty rude. Did you get the maintenance done? No. That was my old apartment where they're just like, can't prove it. You broke it. Bye. Oh, God. Yikes. But, so, yeah, Matilda's job is to not go to school. Like, you just think, because, like, most parents are like, oh, my God, I can't wait for the summer to be over so my kids go back to school. Yeah, but those are parents who are, like, present in their children's lives. and like. No, but I'm saying, like, you think Matilda's parents would be like, you're going to school, you're going to go to after school classes, you're just not going to be at home. Get her out of here, yeah. yeah. Those are totally the type of parents that like, if they had a restaurant or a store or something, she would be working the register already. Oh yeah, she'd be cleaning. Yeah. She'd be like the janitor girl. I did think it was kind of wholesome that they had like family supper together and it was like, we eat as a family. But she didn't want to watch TV, she wanted to read. But it's still a little tiny bit wholesome that they like, Wanted to watch, watch John, TV with us. John yeah, but it's like also like blue on people. Yeah. <laughs> um, I remember that scene being way more prominent. What? The you sticky, were just traumatized sticky by Sticky millions? Sticky millions, yeah, or whatever. I still want to do the thing where you go to a place, like, like a radio show or something, maybe TV, and you stand inside one of the things you have to like shove all the money in your clothes. Yeah. Where like, I would the do air that. is going. Like, I just, yeah. like, I always saw that, uh, like, I thought that would be a much bigger presence in my adult life than it yeah. is. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I mean, if you go yeah. to Chuck E. Cheese's, you can do it. <laughs> Not that, no. Not it's the money. same thing. It's the same thing, but with, with Chuck E. Bucks or whatever it's called. No, no I've uh-huh. never seen that. We haven't yeah. Chuck E. Cheese's. I only see you friends. in those, unless you have a kid. Well, you can just be like, that's my kid over there. I'm trying to win some money <laughs> for him. They make, they make you stamp when you walk in. I don't give a shit. I'll go into a Chuck E. Cheese. Like, yeah. The last I time I went care. to a Chuck E. Cheese's was like six years ago. I don't remember. Hmm. I've been to one once in my life and I thought it was going to be the most magical thing. And I remember everything was sticky. I'll yeah. say Champions in Lincoln was way better than Chuck E. Cheese. Heck yeah. We have the Funplex in New Jersey. I don't know if that's like a national chain. It's pretty dope. It seems like we have Main Event and Pinballs here. Huh. And Dave and Buster's. Oh, everyone's got Dave and Buster's. That's not for kids, though. No, it's PG-13, at least. Maybe PG-18. Is it because they say crap in hell? Piss. Yeah. There's people piss. running around yelling piss. <laughs> <laughs> My reader said twit. <laughs> we have to hire the piss yellers, otherwise kids will be allowed in. <laughs> Can you imagine if that was your job, just running around screaming piss? piss. 
Piss! Sorry, no kids allowed. Uh, oh, lord. She got a library card without her grown-ups being there. That was so cool of that old lady. Oh, yeah. I mean, if you're a librarian, you have to say, like, no. yes. Because I did, I did Big oh. Brothers Big Sisters, and I was trying to get her a library card. And well, like if I had taken the form to her parent to sign or something, I think she could have maybe. But like they wouldn't let, let us do. It. You have to have a grown up. Oh, that sucks. I didn't have to have one when I got one. Like I remember last getting year. my first library card. Well, you're a grown up. <laughs> 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 uh, you know, mom. in Austin, even you need to like prove that you live here. Yeah, same in my town. Okay, oh, that's fair. That's. I mean, it's. That's generally how it's supposed to be. In well, most but like places. you need mail. You need to show yeah. them your mail. Oh, yeah. I had to I take some like mail to my, mine. I feel like in my hometown, you just show them your driver's license, but I could be misremembering because I had like. Well, it's either one here, but like it needs to show an address in that town. Yeah. Maybe I just like, since I was a, I got my library card in my hometown when I was like a child, I didn't have to do it again as an adult. Do they just like carry over or do you have to sign a grown up library card? I don't know i don't know how long mine lasts and my wallet's in the next room so i'm gonna go get it but i do remember getting my first library card and signing it really badly in cursive because i was in like second grade and now they don't even teach cursive dang it god dang it how do kids sign things now i mean i who knows the world's going like bonkers graffiti you know with a spray can freaking heathens (laughs) Okay, so she basically starts <laughs> reading. She's super freaking smart. She sh- starts like showing off how smart she is because she's reading Moby Dick and stuff. And she's like her a little, math whiz. Her little radio flyer cart full of books. Like she maxed out every single day the number of items you can take out. I love too. When I was a kid, I missed the joke, but he's like, what's this filth you're reading? Moby Dick? And like if he didn't oh know God. that it was like a book, which like it's obvious he probably doesn't like he's like why is my six-year-old reading a book about a dick yeah i know i thought that was gonna be a bigger joke um i don't like i libraries i think are like probably my favorite place place in the whole world like even still like i'll just go there and just like just it's just free books that's so cool it is pretty dope my hometown library well, they tore it down and they built a new one, but the original one, like thinking back on it, was really kind of depressing. It had this old stench of like old people and books, which thinking about it now just kind of smells like slow decay. <laughs> I mean, that's why books smell so good because they're like dying. <clears throat> no, this was not good. This wasn't good library smell. I remember oh, no, there was. I'm saying a library near one of my jobs that I'd go there sometimes for my lunch breaks and I found a spot in the nonfiction section which was like upstairs and this was like in a down air- downtown area so I'd like go up there and just be like reading in a corner and like security cards would be like walking around to make sure I like wasn't sleeping and there was one time I like didn't hear him so he just kind of like didn't kick me but he just kind of like nudged me with his shoe and I'm like I'm awake he's like okay and just like kept going I'm awake were they looking for like homeless people i assume so and just like they don't want people like sleeping on the floor homeless or not like if i had been napping they'd be like dude yeah i do miss my university library it was really nice like there was this area called the rotunda which is just like a round portion and there was like spiral staircases but then the floors were glass so you could see from one level to the next wow it was that's wild remember that one time in that disney channel original movie that shia labeouf got lost in the library (laughs) I was just screaming and it was very bad. Mm -hmm. Was that True Confessions? Yeah. Uh Sure was. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, Matilda, I just, like, the more, like, 
watching this as an adult, I'm like, no wonder why I loved this. Like, I, I think I related to her. Honestly, the whole time I was watching this, I was like thinking the same thing. I was like, but for you, I was thinking, no wonder Lori likes this movie so much. <laughs> it remind this movie is like, I said it, I don't know if we were on, but it's like your soul animal. Mm. Like this is your spirit movie. I just feel like Roll Doll stories in general. I just, I think of it and I'm like, yep, that's totally Lori's gig. I, I think I like that. Yeah. <laughs> They're also depressing, yeah. but funny. So I don't know. Man. In the same vein, I think Shel Shel Silverstein's poetry is around the same by love yeah. his stuff. Um, I like how she what was it? He said something like he tears up her book and then he says something about how you can break the law if you don't get caught. I do not remember that. That's it. So basically that she's like, Oh really, Dad? Let's see how that turns out. And that's when she puts puts bleach in his hair oil. Oh God, yeah, I do love that oh. scene where, she, where she's like sneaking around, and then her mom like sits up with the, I think the, what, the eye mask. Yeah, yeah, I think what happened was he said bad people deserve to be punished, and she was yeah. like, he didn't. He, I guess, bad adults deserve to get punished too. Then, and so she punishes them all. I thought that was so freaking cute. How crazy would it be to wake up and just have like the blonde? I mean, I'd be so happy if I didn't have to sit in a salon chair for five but hours. But no, it's not like a thing. It's just like down the middle. I mean, I could rock wild. it. You guys are too edgy for that to be a good prank. Yeah. I wouldn't mind it. I wear a hat almost every day, all day. You just look like a fool on the podcast. You'd be like, Brandon, this is a nice podcast. You can't wear a hat in here. <laughs> it shadows your beautiful face. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So how did she end up in school? Uh, the trunch buys a car from the dad and they work out a deal or something to where like she's going to go to school. Okay. And how does she convince him to like finally let her go to school? Because she's begging to go to school. And why do they pick this like awful school? I'm not sure, but I like that it's kind of like, it was hey, a private Harry, school, you're a right? wizard, but you're going to go to this like, it's like if Harry went to the, the school that he was supposed to go to before he was going to Hogwarts where they were like dyeing the clothes gray. Oh yeah. Oh, things yeah. or something. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. wow, good memory. I just read the book. <laughs> That's incredible. I've been staring at mine thinking mm-hmm. I should read them. But okay, so, so was Trunchville Academy, it was a private school, right? For mm-hmm. sure. I mean so then, it seems like it. So then they must have worked out a deal where Matilda was gonna go for free because I feel like there's yeah. no way that they would choose a private school for any discount over public school. No. They'd be like, you're technically homeschooled. It's almost like they had to give her, the parents money to send them to that school or something. The school had so many just blatant, like, it was child abuse. Oh, my God. I mean, obviously, <laughs> I just get understand how, like, it's so scary. I just don't understand how there's all these, like, nice children who you would assume have caring and nurturing parents who are, like, really concerned about their well-being, and they're sending them to the shithole. Yeah, I didn't think about that. Well, basically, it's so wild that they they say they tell Matilda her first day like you can tell your parents what goes on here but would you believe it no they don't believe us because it's so bizarre you know it's like magic and weird well and like really it's like mom today the trunch picked me up by my pigtails and swung me around and then threw me and there's like she's not bruised and didn't die so they're like okay whatever yeah this is basically a story that a child would make up to an adult yeah I I can't think of a single time when I was a kid when like 
something like that like I told my parents something and they didn't believe me Mm -hmm. yeah nice but it also reminds me of like (laughs) that's nice it it also reminds me of like when you're in fourth grade and you're like oh I heard the sixth grade teacher is just so awful you know did you hear what she said to that student I think she's a witch you know yeah (laughs) that kind of stuff my biggest memory of fourth grade is there was one time we were like walking in the hallway and we're being really rowdy and some other kids they must have been like first graders or something were like walking by in the hallway at the same time and it was like the only time because in grade school I was like a dweeby little narc I wasn't as cool as I am now (laughs) but um so I was like quiet and like the good kid or whatever for the most part aside from being chatty so like the teacher's like guys when you're around like you should always follow the rules and stuff but especially when you're around the younger kids they really look up to you and I was just like they have to they're shorter than us it was like my proudest <laughs> most terrifying moment they have to they're shorter than me and he was oh like mad when I said it so it's like Hee-hee. it's like my one moment of being the like grade school class clown it was all never again oh, and you're still wow. riding that high I definitely am <laughs> <laughs> I was like I was so clever yeah <laughs> I just remember a really embarrassing moment in fourth grade. I will tell you off the air. <laughs> okay. No one's going to remember. I am remembering. I'm writing it down. Yeah, I'll let you know. It was so funny and embarrassing. Uh, I'm trying to think of a really embarrassing time so that I can match it. I slid it. and vomit. Oh. <laughs> I was wearing my favorite Spice Girl shirt. I'm, sh- I'm sure I've told the story before, so... No, but the Spice Girl shirt sounds like a very distinct detail. Because uh, we just threw it away after, because I think oh. I was kind of just like, we're done. That's gone now. Because I slid and puke and then kept falling. I was oh, sleeping. no. And so I was like in front of everybody. Oh, that's so gross. <laughs> so it was just like, the nurse gave me like other clothes to wear and I got to go home. And I think it was literally just like, I don't need to see that again. <laughs> oh, no. My next question was going to be, did you keep it? No. <laughs> And you no, were like, you were like, they have to. They're shorter than us the whole time. You're like, remember when I said that? This isn't embarrassing. Just I'm comically cool. sliding with one foot in the air all the way down the hallway. <laughs> they're shorter than us. <laughs> My moment. Uh, no. I want a Spice Girls T-shirt now. Me too. And the thing was, later. I was such a chubby little kid that, like, I still fit, I have an NSYNC shirt from like third grade that's still I could still be wearing that shirt. Instead, I like was a wimp and threw it away biggest regret even if you weren't that big it could still it can make like a sick crop top now which are totally back in eh, nah. i don't need that in my life you don't need to wear crop tops and don't you're the only person here that could pull off a crop top uh not with this tummy maybe in like a few months i think it looks okay. funny. oh thank you i'm totally gonna do it then <laughs> you start to work tomorrow like hey guys no i have to wear like full body basically from my wrists down to my ankles have to be covered that's good yikes no sunburn for you okay so (laughs) i've still gotten sunburn because i'm an idiot but so are we at the party where she freaking shot puts that girl i think we're about there first day she like throws the girl over and i was like i think this is where i text laurie i'm like holy hell this movie is buck wild she almost murdered that child yeah and can I just say, the camera shots in this movie are so good. Yeah. It is shot in this sort of weird, like, avant-garde, kind of, like, stretched proportion camera angles. It reminds and it me makes a lot it, of... Oh, go on. 
I was just going to say, it makes it so vivid and like unique and special. It's like unlike anything I've ever seen. I was I gonna like say it reminds 90s. me a, a lot of um, the original Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Maybe not the camera angles and stuff, but just how it felt because it was like this weird, like realistic fairy tale world. Yeah, absolutely. Totally. Okay, I was confused. Did what was her Amanda, the little blonde girl? Did she make it over the fence because of Matilda or just because of luck? I think no. because of luck, because Matilda later makes a kid fly, but I don't think she's like there yet. Yeah, okay. but she just like stabbed. kept sliding. It just seemed very yeah. She almost got friggin' impaled in the butt. <laughs> worst way to go. Yeah, worst way. I mean, <laughs> have you seen the Crusades torture devices? Those things are horrible. Not, Not as bad. Particularly. Oh. Stabbed in the butt. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I forgot that Miss Honey was so wonderful. She's so lovely. She's delightful. Just the best. Great. And then the next time I saw that actress was in a horror movie where she's a terrible person. In what? Really? 13 Ghosts? I'm pretty sure that's her. I love 13 Ghosts. I haven't seen it. It's, it's spooky. It's so yeah. freaking scary. It's very like gory and jump scary and also like extremely violent. If that's streaming, I'm going to watch that as soon as we're off of here because I've been watching Curb Your Enthusiasm, but Levi can only watch like a couple episodes at once because it's so like uncomfortable. Oh God, that friggin' <laughs> show is so just uncomfortable. I feel like I'm half Larry David, half Matilda. <laughs> it's like... that, that feels right. <laughs> so you're a short, adorable Jewish man? <laughs> yeah. Danny DeVito? <laughs> is he Jewish? I don't think you so. Aren't but, Danny like... It doesn't matter. <laughs> um anyway yeah so miss honey is like the best she's a very nice not even like she's not that amazing she's just that amazing compared to all the other adults in this movie yeah oh also sorry 13 ghosts also has matthew lillard so you would probably like into it, it. yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um i don't know i think miss honey is like a very kind soul yeah, I mean, she's great. It's just, like, funny because we're like, oh, my gosh, she's the best teacher in the whole history of ever. But, like, when you look at her contemporaries, like, it's not... The bar is very yeah. low in this world. That's very fair. I did not think of that. She's a good, nice person, but she's not, like, special. I love that yeah. her classroom transforms because she's not allowed to, like, be nice to the students at this school. So it transforms from, like, all these bright colors to, like, you Beige. pull this thing down and it hides her like lovely drawings and stuff what a fun little like transformation i like the idea that she could teach anywhere but like she's here because like she knows these kids need her yeah oh no she's definitely not even just like comparative to everyone else she's just a good person that's fair well, and it's also like her family's school yeah. i wonder oh, how much yeah. the book goes into the detail because it does you do find out that her dad suicided like he's he committed suicide but it, it's very implied that like the trunch did it actually yeah. but it, like they didn't investigate it further yeah like that's pretty twisty i just like wonder because it seems more like a stepmom situation than like an aunt yeah well did they ever mention her mom uh the mom died during childbirth oh golly but like so the trunch is her mom's sister thought it was dad's sister. I don't think so. Yeah, Mag hey, Magnus. 
Yeah, I, I know the the dad, but like her name is Agatha. I'm pretty sure it's the mom's sister. Like, was the only like relation left. Oh, I don't. For some reason, I just remember it being the dad's sister. Whatever. She's a sister. Yeah, she's somebody's sister. She's, she's definitely Miss Honey's aunt. But Petunia's horrible in a different way. Yeah. Um. What happens next? I don't even remember. If only somebody had crafted a brilliantly worded note sheet. Well, I know. That same person is trying to calmly get together two truths and a goof. Oh, Miss <laughs> uh, Honey so goes Ms. to the parents' house and she's like, your child is really special. She's a genius. And her parents are like, who cares? We hate her. And it's awful again. And she like leaves her, she leaves her a really nice book. And she's like, here you go, Matilda. I know you like to read. And they become best of friends. I really like how in this movie there's a few instances where it's like it's such a big line between the idiot adults and the the cool adults because like she's like and then Matilda like goes like it's like they communicate like yeah well there's like, one good adult in this movie the librarian is also a good adult oh uh, that's true yeah but she's in there for all of like two seconds uh, she gave Matilda a library card without none of like without that none of the rest of the plot would have happened thank you it's very important yeah fair true I just can't even believe that like even the cook is an evil witch oh Cookie! my god okay <laughs> yes okay so let's just get there because this is where the cook makes an appearance <laughs> Honestly, I do aspire to be that old type of a witchy woman when I'm when I'm full grown. You're just like bleeding into cake and feeding it to people. Gross. You're so close. <laughs> She's so gross. It's still so troubling. Like when he's like grabbing the cake with his hands. I remember being a kid and being so upset with the scene because I'm like, it's cake. I love it so much. How are they making it so bad? I know. I was like, she was like, she put her blood and sweat into this. And I'm like, he's eating a cake with blood and sweat in it. This was the grossest thing imaginable. Also, like, kid. somehow the sweat was grosser to me than the blood. I don't the know why. The snot thing was gross. She was so yeah. damp looking the whole time she was <laughs> on the screen. The cook just looks like paper thin skin, like protruding veins and just damp like she just walked out of a bog or something she's absolutely yeah. a witch mm -hmm. god i can't wait to be her it is this <laughs> scene mixed with the uh chokey that i decided this is a halloween movie yeah like, for sure this is like in the middle of fall all the foliage is dying there's dead leaves everywhere it's got that sort of magical thing. It's scary. This is a Halloween movie to me. It's like a okay. horror movie for kids. I, I can feel that. Like, oh, the scary totally stuff a horror this movie. is like very mature. Definitely a horror movie for kids. Like I was terrified a lot as a kid. Yeah, I feel like I will add this to my Halloween yearly watch list. What else is on there? Just every horror movie you've ever seen. Is Hocus Pocus on there? No, I don't love a Hocus Pocus moment. <sighs> he I don't said love you. Movie. Anyway, he didn't say like every Halloween movie, Antonio. Okay, if you were even like, listening to the words he said, you would have gotten that. Fine, yeah. but he also just said that he doesn't like Hocus Pocus, so I don't like him. Ouch. Don't care. Brown hair. <laughs> <laughs> the, the beloved saying that everybody knows. I also have brown hair. <laughs> yeah, brown hair. Don't care. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the scene is the only scene in the movie that really matters though because it's the only one that everyone remembers is the chocolate cake yeah when i did my sister's birthday shower birthday shower baby shower <laughs> <Ew>. <laughs> <laughs> birthday shower feel um, really yeah. 
we did like a children's book theme and I made little treats from all these children's books. Thank you. And I made a big, ugly looking chocolate cake. Like, and it was like, this is from Matilda. I don't remember that. Beautiful and disgusting looking. Yeah. It's just a big, fudgy, triple layer chocolate cake. Oh God. It was I just can't believe how big it was. Obviously it was like, cartoonish because it's a kid's movie but like that thing was so wide it was like two feet across at it was least. way bigger than i remembered it's mm-hmm, there's no sure. cake pans that size yeah but the I little boy want... never mind oh, go on, go on. No. you watched okay the <laughs> little boy he eats the whole thing and he doesn't vomit I, for some reason i remember him vomiting everywhere but he i doesn't. feel like he was like hoping for him to vomit like please just let it like get that out of your body yeah, yeah. but he eats it all they're all proud of him and then somehow Matilda gets thrown in the chokey. And there's just a lot of her, like, teaching the class and going in and, like, trying to whip them. She drinks a newt. Wait, why does Matilda get put in the chokey? I don't remember. And then Miss Honey, like, breaks her out of there and it's super emotional. And then, and then she just her... brings her right back to class. Yeah. Wait, why was she in the chokey? Uh, I think so. Oh, uh, the trenches car is a piece of shit. Because oh. in the film, we didn't talk about it, but DeVito is like putting sawdust into stuff. He's gluing stuff. Everything he sells is a lemon. He's making like 20 times the profit that he should be. The FBI is actually investigating him for like money laundering or some stolen car parts, yeah. I think. Oh, so, and there's the glue hat scene too. Ugh. Yeah, so I think the trench is just like, your dad sucks. I hate you now, Matilda. And she can Yo, tell Matilda smart and I think evil fears intelligence. So, not going to make a political comment. <laughs> I mean, yeah. So I think, like, there's like a lot of reasons the trench is just like zeroed in on Matilda. Yeah, she's smart. She's sweet. She's got a piece of shit dad that's like done her wrong. Mm-hmm. And Miss Honey clearly likes her, and she's like, is always. And she just hates children. There's a part two where she's like, because Miss Honey is like, hey, we should put her up a grade because she's super smart and the trench is like you want to pass her off on to one of the other teachers and she's like throwing darts at a dartboard that has just pictures of kids on it like <laughs> why i don't understand people she's like, so awful if you hate kids why would you have a school but like power. i guess money yeah power. <laughs> wait ask me what i do at work Lori. what do you do at work no, no, the Trixie and Katya thing. Katya is like, ask me why I do it, Trixie. And Trixie's like, why do you do it? And Katya's like, power. <laughs> it's from, ooh. I don't remember every part. I will tell you the dream that I told Brandon about earlier because I think it's really good is like my brain's true desire at this point. I had a dream that I was friends with Trixie, but mm. she was in drag the whole time, which was really making me uncomfortable because like, you could just like not. It seems really hot and uncomfortable. And she's like, hold on, I have something for you. And she left and then ran and then came back with a 10 pound bag of flour for me. Did you make anything with the flour? No, but I'm like low on flour right now and it's hard to find. I was just like, this is what my heart wants. <laughs> so your heart wants to bake more and be friends with Trixie. But only in drag? I mean, that is kind of how you, the only way you know her. Yeah. I know, it was just kind of funny because I was just like, I want flour. That's my my dream right now. Do you know what my dream is? Instead of being best friends with Trixie, I would like to rather be friends with Miss Honey I and go on wild adventures. People like Miss Honey make me uncomfortable and feel like a horrible person. Okay. I was just trying to segue, like, honestly. <laughs> no, that's good. But I just can't, like, even watching this, I'm like, she's too she's pure. So sweet. 
like it's like the part where I'm like, I hope I don't actually insult her. <laughs> <laughs> She's fake. Okay, that's She's good. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, Matilda's out. The kids decide to punish Miss Trunchbull. They put the newt in her water. The newt gets on her. It's just like a whole bunch of craziness. The newt slash snake is her kryptonite. <laughs> I guess so. She's like afraid of things that... I don't know. Because your argument makes a lot of sense. She's afraid of power, but why the heck is she afraid of newts and snakes? Just, she's, she's a people. I guess so. I don't know. I was at work yesterday and um, we were like groundwater sampling in this area that like more than 50% of the time, the well that I was working on, like people will open it and there's a snake in there. So I was like fully prepared for there to be a snake. I was actually like excited about it. And then there was no snake. <laughs> oh. It's just a it's just a garter snake too. Like it's nothing. There's no like poisonous snakes in that area of New Jersey. And I was like disappointed. <laughs> they didn't get like scared or anything. <laughs> so basically, if you were the trunch, the kids would try to like do that to you. You'd be like, "Oh, cute! You thought this would bother me? You just like devour it whole." Well, no. Basically, they'd be like, "Here's a snake." I'd be like, "No." I'd be like, "Whatever." And they'd be like, "Just got you no snake." And I'd be like, "Ah, oh, no." <laughs> <laughs> ah, no snake no snake uh spiders would work though i like though so matilda and miss honey are like hanging out after school and she's like oh yeah so there was like a little girl who may or may not have been me whose dad may or may not have committed suicide and, like this is a very complex dark story like i know matilda's smart but like maybe dial it back just a little like you could omit some of the details i feel like there, miss honey yeah she really does like connect with matilda and like she's very open with her right away yeah it's sort of strange how these two become like really close friends yeah also she's like do you want to come over for tea to this six-year-old i mean i think that miss honey just realizes that this child needs somebody in her life i guess so i feel like though sometimes like if a kid's really smart there's a tendency of adults to like talk to like you should respect kids but i think like that that part for me i was kind of like maybe there's a line of like this relationship where you'd be like yeah something bad her dad passed away instead but, of, yeah matilda's a special situation and i just absolutely love miss honey's little cottage this is a fairy tale cottage it's yeah. so freaking nice this is way better than trenchable's house well the trenchable's yeah. house is just like run down and ragged have you yeah. ever seen that meme though that it's like if you were friends exclusively with adults or like your teachers used to say that you were like gifted as a kid, you're gay now. <laughs> oh, yeah. Because that was 100% me. <laughs> yeah, pretty I much. would have gone over to Miss Honey's house for tea and then been like, oh my God. hey, what's and up, she... Miss Honey? What's up? Sugar? Yes. Yes. <laughs> Honey, actually. Thanks. But yeah, uh... so they like decide, she's like, Miss Honey, we should go into the house and get the doll and get the chocolates. And so they're like, how old are these chocolates? I don't know. I feel like it's fine. It doesn't seem like, well, the house is pretty run down, I guess. She <laughs> replenishes the chocolates. She eats them oh, all. Oh, yeah. Lot. I think yeah, it's the box, which is, the, which is what's special. <clears throat> That's yeah, cool. the box, the idea. They go into this house. They're trying to steal them. Mitch Trunchbull's supposed to be out, but her car dies because obviously it's a piece of crap. Matilda's dad sold it to her. And right. so she goes back to the house to like file a complaint. And she sees the box of chocolates are open. I love that box. I want that box. I want that box too. But like, cute. she's the Trunchbull is like thinking thinking about it now as an adult. Like, she is scary because she's like a beast. She's like animalistic. She sniffs the friggin' lid of the box 
and she like notices all these details and then she's like following her nose to find Miss Honey and Matilda. I'm like, what the fuck? There's a part where Matilda's hiding in the kitchen underneath the dining table. And it reminded me so much of the scene in Jurassic Park when they're like the kids are hiding in that like the kitchen probably with like all the stainless steel like industrial restaurant stuff and like the velociraptors are like walking around they're like hidden behind a thingy like i thought it was like super similar to that well is this magic or is she just holding herself up with strength at that point i think she was just holding herself up with strength which was so funny because like i was like that's not possible but then they show her like slipping down i'm like i accept this now yeah (laughs) okay but also like kids are so light when I worked at the summer camp, there was like a rock climbing wall and those kids got up that thing in literally 20 seconds. Whereas adults, it would take like 10 minutes to climb this like 20 foot wall. Kids' bodies are so like, they're so light, even for themselves. That's true, but just the visual, like the table was the exact same length of her, like the the filming yeah. and like the, the prop design there was just like really good. Yeah. And she's yeah. like so- at the table and the trunch is eating a chocolate cake, but she's eating it like the boy was eating, she's like. <laughs> Which yeah, like, she slams a friggin' butcher's knife into this thing to cut a slice off. This is how I want to eat from now on. Yes. <laughs> but again, <laughs> which is like animalistic. She's like, like only with my hands. <laughs> She's terrifying. It's Antonia after doing keto for a month. Oh my god, yeah. yeah. Give me that chocolate. <laughs> but you can have dark chocolate on keto. Maybe. I wasn't I was just making a joke. We don't need to get into it. <laughs> no, no, I'm really wondering if I go on keto Fight. again, what am I allowed? Uh was it? Oh, there's like a picture of the trunch that's like painted and hung in the house. And Matilda had a really great line. And she's like, wow, whoever painted the trunch must have had a really strong stomach. Like there's sometimes like she just has little like burns. I'm like, Matilda. <laughs> I didn't get that, that as a kid. I thought she meant that like the trunch will like you know punch them in the stomach or something <laughs> that's <laughs> like, good kid logic yeah <laughs> like they had to survive the trunch bowl somehow physically but no she's just disgusting yeah they get out without actually getting hurt and then that scene scared me too this it's is very scary scene. very scary oh God. yeah she's yeah. chasing them and it's so close and she's like whacking through these weeds with like a machete or a baseball bat or something it's and it's like they're like really thing. close to getting matilda's head and like just Thank God she turns around. How many kids yeah. do you think Trunch has killed? Three. Six. Yeah. That seems great. Three. Okay. It's like, it's a lot, but it's less than 10. Yeah. Not noticeable. Yeah. Maybe more. Six. I Three was good. Uh, I feel like it's got to be more because she's totally comfortable with it. But it takes, it seems like it takes a lot to kill these kids. They're rubbery. Yeah, they're pretty tough. <laughs> But it, when I was watching this scene too, I was also like, I want this in a video game. Like I want the trunch to be, and more so like in the end when they have like a fight with her where I'm like, that'd be such a good boss battle where they're like trying to like knock her over and stuff. It would be like the Lemony Snicket's Nintendo game. There was a Nintendo game? It was not good, but it was oh. charming. I'm saying like, I want like a good game of it. Like I don't want one of those like shitty, it would never ever happen. Like nobody's like hungry for this IP in like a real, no. but what if it were like, <laughs> Skyrim, like Oblivion, blah blah blah, but like the world of Roald Dahl. Oh my god, that's a big task. Honestly, that would be like a Dr. Seuss video game. It would be crazy. Into it. Because it'd be more realistic. And you could like have different like tribes or whatever. Like you could be like Fantastic Mr. Fox, or you could be like James and the Giant Peach. Like you'd get to pick. Mr. Fox is Roald Dahl? Yeah. What the what? Right. He's been busy. Yeah. I mean, not lately. 
Oh. <laughs> yeah, I just never realized busy. how many things are his. Yeah, man. Um, oh, we should do James and the Giant Peach. I haven't watched I had that VHS. I had this on VHS and I had James. I, we, had, we had everything on VHS. Oh, that's good. That's we were, we were videotape rich. Yeah. <laughs> Food poor. <laughs> Food poor, D- Disney rich. You're like, Mom, can we please eat? And she's like, No, but I've bought Nightmare Before Christmas for you. <laughs> I had that on VHS too. <laughs> but you didn't have any soup. Um, oh, gosh, no. But yeah, then she's like, Matilda she being this honey you can never go back into the house again you have to promise me so then later matilda's like mom dad i'm going out I, like she had more freedom at seven than i did as a teen which is sad for her but yeah. like as a kid i'm like oh that's cool but she's like i'm just gonna sit on the roof miss honey said i couldn't go into the house but i'm sneaky she's <laughs> so clever when, when did she have the little dance party with all the playing cards and bingo chips and like when she really got a hang of her, her powers. This is right before she goes and saves the dolly from yeah. trench bowls. That part That's was also silent song. for me because it had music so it was her being like yeah fun oh. fun but for me it's just like no noise. The music Awkward. of this movie is so iconic. It's the rusted root that sent me on my way and then in that part is the whoa, 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 It really whoa, hits whoa. you because you're not expecting this movie to have pop hit you know like it's yeah. a real banger of a soundtrack yeah it, it's kind of jarring the 89 batman where they put in prince music where you're kind of like this felt like a different world but it's apparently prince exists here <laughs> like what in the 1989 batman it's like mostly a it's like tim burton uh danny elfman but they put like some prints into it like during the parade scene I don't remember that. I also haven't watched those movies in a long time. They scared me. But it's like that in this, where it's like its own world, and then you're like, oh, okay, so regular music exists here. Okay. Mm. I thought the soundtrack was really good and fitting. I I liked it. It was just kind of an odd, like Brandon said, like kind of unexpected, like, oh, okay. Because you're in this fantasy world. It's like Survivor this season when you start to hear, you bet I'll be rude. (laughs) It's like, oh, how does it in reality? How does it always come back to Survivor? Because you don't know us. You guys really should just get that podcast back up. I don't have time for this podcast. <laughs> nope. This is why we're live right now, not editing this. Yeah, which is Fair. great because we've been rambling. Um, so yeah. earlier I mentioned that the FBI was investigating. They're not hiding at all, but her parents are too stupid to care. They're just like, it's Paul Rubens and some other person just like chilling outside. This, yeah, this plot scene is like pretty un interesting to me i like I it because her. we do get the line like they're inside and like they've told raya perlman's character like hey we're trying to sell you a boat and she's they're excited. ace power boat salesman yeah she's excited to have like company over instead dan and Vito's like i work hard all day and i have to come home to you talking to male strippers and bodyguards yeah and i do <laughs> like that michelle just walks by and she's like they're cops they're not <laughs> even hot enough to be male whatever they're not like the stripper like whatever everybody has a type but the bodybuilder thing it's like paul rubens he's like so little yeah. peewee herman but i guess compared to like Dan and Vito, he's tall i don't know yeah Oh, well. yeah, I love that scene. Because Surfer bro bodybuilders. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, what? Like, They're not canon? cops. I just love Rhea Perlman's accent in this. It's good. It's so Jersey. I have mm-hmm. no idea where they are. I think they're, in my head, it seems like Jersey works. It has to be Jersey. In my head, their house seems like California, but then 
everything else could be jersey maybe it's like cottage the school the tight dress there's like probably leopard print somewhere in this movie (sighs) okay it's probably jersey (laughs) yeah these shady people everywhere (laughs) (laughs) shut up (laughs) you're like i i promise you when i sold it to you i thought there was a real boat i'm so sorry brandon just let it go (laughs) (laughs) thought there was a yeah yeah she saves her parents by like using magic to save the videotape that these you know, FBI agents are filming of their house without a warrant. Book, you need a warrant. So for some reason, she like still saves her parents. Because I don't know, actually. I guess like they're still her parents. Like she's smart enough to know that they're just like dumb. Well, also, yeah. I think she's smart enough to know that like if they go to jail, then where is she going to go except for into the foster care system? And which she's read about undoubtedly. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. She has absolutely. the adult papers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's just like, I like how she, like later on when they have the adoption papers, she's like, I've had them since I could Xerox. Like she's just been carrying them around. Just in case, <laughs> yeah. just in case somebody wants to adopt her. <laughs> Anybody. That's so sad. To, seriously. Is the, but like she's the, pragmatic. I think it's like less sad. She's like, no, I have an exit plan. We'll be cool. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So she goes back to Trunchbull's house. And she saves the doll, and she like she makes Trunchbull think that her house is haunted. Okay, this the, also scared me a lot. This yeah, is the whole movie. Okay, I, so I was thinking about this, and it's like it's a scary scene, but it's not scary for the viewer. It's scary for Trunchbull, but it's still kind of scary when you're watching it as a kid because you're like, oh my god, it's haunted. But I we think know it was like not. the dark staircase is what was really scary, and, and so there's I, like Magnus flying at her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because like the eyes, like the eyes going back and forth. I don't know. They did a good job of making it like kid scary, and I think it just resonates with me real hard. Like my terror as a child. Danny DeVito goes into like the second half of his career, like only making children horror movies. I mean, I'm cool with it. I'd watch. Yeah, I'm down for it. (laughs) No, he's like kind of stuck in uh, Always Sunny in Philadelphia now. I feel like he could peace out anytime he wants. Maybe. I don't know. He definitely made that show for a long time. They needed him at a certain point. Fair. But yeah, Trunch at one point, so like Matilda leaves like a hair bow behind. Right. Yeah. And, so and again, day, she's like sniffing it. Yeah. The next day, um, Miss Honey, or the Trunch walks in, she's like, I'm teaching your class again. And she's like raging. She's so mad. And she at one point says to Miss Honey, Jen, I think her name is Jen. She's like, I broke your arm once. I can do it again. I'm like, oh my God. I am not five years old, Aunt Trunchbull. Like, oh my God. She was five and she got her arm broken by this woman. That's insane and terrifying and cruel. It's just horrible. Bad. She should be in prison a lot. I like that the FBI agents are like investigating this like shady car salesman while this like blatant child abuse is happening even like within the house that they're investing instead of being like hey this girl is unattended just like hanging out and her parents aren't home right now and she's just like chatting with us they're like yeah but we're gonna get your parents and like leave yeah what the fuck that's a good point not our jurisdiction it's because they need to make sure the money stuff isn't bad they don't care about the kids what yeah i didn't think about that either do you think this is just like a comment on like government caring more about just like money than people i feel like it is because i feel like it was kind of a theme amongst like if you watch any like movies based on world or like read books that there's like some overarching like theme like that the parent that adults just don't care i had never i guess that's a good enough reason for the fbi to be in this movie is for that point 
Okay, but what is the FBI action? Like, what is their jurisdiction? I don't, I'm like very confused about what's them versus the CIA. They try to catch Leonardo DiCaprio when he's forging a bunch of stuff and pretending to work jobs that aren't his job. Okay, so is it always money related? I feel like that's the stuff they care about. I don't know, really. This is, yeah, I don't know. Future research. I think maybe the difference is that like CIA is more like spies. And like the FBI is more stuff where it's like if it's crossing state lines, maybe it goes to them because they're like a federal law enforcement versus like okay. state. Was Sandra Bullock in the FBI or the CIA in Miss Congeniality? I, think I feel FBI. like that's a shit. That wasn't money related. <laughs> this doesn't help. I, yeah, I don't think it's like so much money related though. I feel like maybe that's what they pursue more heavily. But I think it's like federal versus state crime. Actually, she's been in a lot of movies where she's an FBI agent or. She a cop. seems very copy. Does she? I like it when she plays like a, a ditzy lady. Like in the movie where she also played a cop. <laughs> yeah, okay, fair. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, she, the like, uh, the trunch is like, this is the boss fight, basically. Like Matilda has to take down the trunch who is in her class. Yeah. And so she writes on the wall, but she's pretending to be... Agnes. Oh wait, I don't want to skip the part. She throws a boy out the window and then Matilda goes like boop 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 and he like flies all around and looks really fun. Why why does she throw him? Because she can. She's just mad. She just needs something to throw. There, yeah, like a lot, a lot happens in this scene. Uh there's a there's like a bunch of lunch pails fall because like Matilda's making it seem like the the dad's there haunting it. And I noticed that like there was a like, greetings from Asbury Park, which I'm assuming is like a mural there, but it's also a Bruce Springsteen cover. So I was like, did they just like pause for a second to like close in? Which also goes to the it possibly being in Jersey because of that. Totally fair. It was an interesting little like second for me. Yeah. Um, she goes in the hall and everybody starts throwing stuff at her. And on the chalkboard, Matilda ghost writes, Agatha, this is Magnus. Give me my little bumblebee, her house and her money, and then get out of town. If you don't, I will get you. I will get you like you got me. That is a promise. It but was earlier, so scary having like the kids read it. Like that makes it so much more intense. Yeah. Earlier too, Matilda was casually like, "Hey, what did your dad call you?" <laughs> like, um, Bumblebee, I think. Yeah, she's so yeah. clever. Also, I just remember Miss Honey always having like a handkerchief stuffed into her watch strap. This is just so like. I don't know, maternal. My mom always used to like stuff tissues into her sleeve, which is gross. (laughs) And like so British and so mom. I don't know. That's just like a weird stand-up thing. Like the lunchbox for you is the handkerchief for me. Yeah. um, Brandon, Brandon, what's your intense detail? My intense detail? I don't know that I really have one. (laughs) (laughs) I'd have to think real hard about it. Real hard? No, it didn't work. No. Um, not while we're watching Matilda. <laughs> I was trying to, you said real and it sounded like rolled in my head for a second was what I was. Rolled. Uh, Matilda, or wait, what happens now? This is when the trench bull is like trying to run away and all the lunch boxes fall down and like the kids start throwing their food at her. <laughs> and they're like, and the trench bull was chased out of trench hall never to darken a doorway again. Like, why is this the thing that sends her well i guess because she thought the ghost was after her again i would believe there was a ghost oh for sure you would i was waiting for the like verbiage of the wording on the chalkboard to like 
sound like it came from a kid, but because Matilda is a genius. The handwriting definitely looked like a kid. The handwriting looked like a ghost using chalk. That's not easy for anybody. I mean, I guess so. Also, I guess Matilda would have really bad handwriting. She's like read a whole lot, but she hasn't practiced writing. Her math skills probably, no, her math skills are good. They show that. Anyway, um, uh, Brandon, tell us yes. how this movie closes out, please. Well, I think we kind of already talked about it, but basically Trunchbull leaves, everything with the FBI comes to a head. They try to take the parents away. They're like, oh, they're coming for us. I can hear the sirens. And Matilda's like, why don't you flee the country? Here are the adoption papers. Miss Honey will adopt me. And that'll be, that'll be it. And it's sort of like a brilliant way to tie it up to get her out of her shitty family. Yeah. And then like back to school where she belongs, a good school with a great teacher. It's wonderful. Where are they going? Guam? Why the hell are they going to Guam? No extradition. 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 That is a difficult word to say. Extradition. I feel like I sound like an English professor from from Indiana Jones. There's no extradition there. Oh, when you use that voice, you said it better. (laughs) Oh, yeah, I did. Anyway. Would you, or should we do two truths and a goof, or should we do Yeah, you got them. Let's do two truths first. Okay, it kind of had them. This is another one where it was just like facts. So, first of all, this is just a fact, but Mariska Hargitay, aka the Olivia in SVU, was offered the role of Miss Honey, which would have been like. Which one's Olivia? The the main lady. Oh, weird. I've been watching a lot of SVU lately, so that was, like, really, like, <laughs> relevant to me. Poignant. Yeah, um, okay. I'm just going to read some facts, because I can't really, like, lie about any of these. Yeah, that's okay. So, Pam Ferris, a.k.a. The Trunch, would often stay in character when the director called cut. The director here is also Danny DeVito, so it's fun to me that they're, like, the director that you uh, wouldn't have yeah. heard of him. Uh, in an attempt to scare the children on set so their fear of Miss Trunchbull would be genuine when the camera was rolling which like as a kid we'd be like oh I thought being in movies would be fun screaming at you uh in the making of segment on the DVD the Beatle reveals that for the chalk to write itself they wrote the letters backwards on the opposite side of the chalkboard then put a magnet on the chalk they then had someone stand behind the chalkboard and write the words backwards with a device that attracted magnets that doesn't make sense because then how would the chalk connect to the chalkboard if it were the Yeah, magnet? like how would it connect and disconnect? Like to make the break between letters. I feel like there was parts where like there was some CGI that would have been like showing. That would have been way easier. Because I remember like when she was a baby and she was writing her name in the spinach, it was like really clear that it was like some sort of an effect. Hmm. Oh, I thought it was just like someone holding a baby's arm from like really far back. <laughs> that's the that's the effect. Um, Mara Wilson designed the homemade doll that Matilda has at the end of the film. Her name is Wanda. Oh, so. oh I love Mara Wilson. I like just she read thought... her book. You should read it. Oh, I didn't know that she had a book. She doesn't really act anymore, but she yeah. does a lot of voice acting, and she has like such a lovely voice. Agree. There was yeah. a fun fact, uh, not fun fact, but um, so her mother died when she was like very young, oh. and I guess like growing up um her and her brothers would always like have this book read to them and it was like a big part of their family like way before she got the role 
And so she passed away before the movie was made. And I guess she was always like really bummed out that her mom didn't get to see the final cut. And then one time she was talking to Danny DeVito like years later. And he was like, no, I took like an unedited, like an unfinalized copy of it for her to see. So like she did get to see it. I was like, Danny DeVito. Oh my God, my heart. That's so sweet. Right. I've had just guy. enough sake that that's going to make me cry. <laughs> just like trying to go to sleep and Kevin's next to you. You're like, why is Danny such a good person? Why is he so <laughs> grotesque and so nice? <laughs> He's beautiful. Okay, but all I can, th- like, I just know him almost entirely from Always Sunny now. And I can only him- imagine the penguin. <laughs> And he was such a perv in that. Oh my god, he's so terrifying in that. Why was <laughs> my childhood full of fear? Because the 90s, I don't know. Oh god. Um. Oh, newborn Matilda at the beginning was played by two sets of twins. One set of girls, one set of boys, which is interesting. Because they're like, you never thought about how babies are just kind of interchangeable. Why do you need four babies to shoot like a five minute sequence? Maybe there's a lot. There's like a whole like other cut where it's just all babies. <laughs> yeah. An it's hour babies. movie is just babies. Well, apparently like the Bruce... Bug Trotter, which is such a good name, cake scene, took like two weeks to film. Hmm. I can't remember if there's this movie or another one, but Mara was talking about how as a kid she didn't understand because like I guess they ate pretty healthily at home. So there's like some scene, maybe in the Stoutfire actually, she was like eating cereal or something and all of the adults were like, no, you like, there's like spit jars on sets. So that way, you know, you don't need to eat because if you have to do a bunch of takes, you don't want to have to eat like everything. And yeah. she's like, no, this is great, sugar cereal, and like ate it all and then realized that like, oh no, there's like the spit thing for a reason I should be using that. So I wonder if that kid was like, chocolate cake, and then like, was like, I've hit my max, I can't film anymore. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> what else you got for us? That's kind of it. There's a lot of like, I on this one, I guess more than any of them, I would, like, actually the trivia is really fun to read through. It's really good. Fun to read through? Yeah, there's like a lot of good stuff. Huh. Did you know, more fun trivia, that there's a musical of Matilda? Yeah. I that would be nice. Kind of, there's definitely like a bootleg of it on YouTube that I kind of want to watch. You should. Mara Wilson said it was really good that she like approved of it or whatever. I'm in then. Yeah. I really read Tori that. Tori Amos was considered for the role of Miss Honey. I didn't see that one. That would have been freaking wild. That would have been... Tori Amos. What? She's like a singer. Are you even um, gay? Yeah. Well, I saw her friends live once. with Neil Gaiman. Oh, I didn't know that. She's wonderful. I put her records on like once a week when What's I get the, home. What's the, the tear in your hand? She mentions like, I'll be hanging out with Neil. That's Neil Gaiman. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I guess I have some homework to do. I have yeah. to listen to a bunch of Tori Amos. What was the other thing you did? And eat some beans. <laughs> and eat some beans. Eat some eat some baked beans. Well, put on some Tori Amos and eat some beans. I've definitely had some watching baked. Matilda. That sounds really good. <laughs> it sounds like the best night, though. That sounds pretty good. Just Tori Amos like, and baked beans. And just play Animal Crossing, just eating beans, Tori Amos, like, mm-hmm. perfect night. Perfect. I saw a very funny thing before. It's like, Nintendo, hey, so you hate your job, right? Yeah, totally. Hey, so you hate having to, like, be in debt, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, totally. You want to play this game where all you're doing is starting on a deserted island and you're in debt to this capitalist raccoon? Well, is it going to be cute? Yeah, super cute. Fuck he doesn't yeah. charge interest. <laughs> he actually gives you a little extra every month. Wow. Or we're just, like, in, in, into his cult. Or we're like, he's fine. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, <laughs> he would his best. Would you it guys sounds like you're being watch- brainwashed by, by capitalism. I mean, I played New Leaf for, like, a bajillion hours. So I was already there before this. 
sold okay. yeah. on it. Would you watch this again? Who would you recommend it to? Yes, I'd watch it again uh, to any of my friends. And some of my enemies. Maybe we'd be less enemies then. Yeah. Yes, I would. I will watch it again. I'm going to recommend it to my husband because he's never seen it. You need to divorce him. Well, if he doesn't <laughs> watch this with me. Wait, yeah. are you married? Yes. What? Oh my God, congratulations. Oh, thank you. Ooh, do you get burritos when you get married? We have burritos in our fridge. He brings them home often. That's we have frozen buns. Yeah. I did um, not wait. So that means fifty percent of the podcast is married. Well, there's four of us. That's then. That's a yeah. yes. Yes. <laughs> I had to really break it down. You are not like Matilda with those math numbers. I would. I would watch this again. I liked how like when Brandon was watching it on Monday or something. You watched it a while ago. And I, I usually try to watch these like the day of the recording, just so they're a little bit fresher. But I was like, I could watch it today. I don't want to watch it Sunday. That seems fine. Yeah, yeah. I can watch it twice. Like, I, watched I would watch the it now. first quarter of it twice. I'd watch it right now. I'd probably find a version that didn't cut out all the nice music. Canadian whoa, Netflix. Whoa, whoa, uh, uh, I, I'm going to check Netflix. Don't live in Is Canada it? like you, Brandon. Um, yeah. uh, Brandon, did you answer it? Oh, yeah, you, right, you said you would recommend it to him. Yeah, Levi yeah. was watching it with me while I watched it. And he's like, wow, this really holds up. I didn't ask Kevin if he's watched Matilda before. Should I just scream at him right now? Mm, no, I think we're good without screaming on the audio. I'm screaming. Oh, okay, fine. You can just like post it on our page. So everybody, and then Brandon, uh, we can post the embarrassing story that Brandon's hoping we forgot about on it. <laughs> oh my God, I did forget about it. Thank God you have such a good memory. We'll get For to very that. certain things. Um, uh, social media here. Is where it goes. Uh, don't forget to look for us on Twitter at Pod and Together on Facebook at facebook.com slash pod and together, which you're probably on right now if you're watching us. Or hit us up directly on Gmail at podnistogether at gmail.com. Yes. Also, find us on iTunes and leave us uh, a review. Uh, five stars only. Everything else is illegal. <laughs> Spotify. Spotify, you can do four stars on there. but Okay. Well, five. Figure it out. It's not our business. You gotta do what you gotta do. What are we watching next week? The plan is to continue doing these like between 7 and 7.30, depending on when I feel like saying we're going to do it. I feel like seven is doubtfire. Mrs. No, I mean, we have a spreadsheet with movies. I was we have a schedule. Somebody... We can just start naming movies. <laughs> I get so excited, like when we start talking about other movies. I'm like, let's just do that one. I next. think next week is the Sandlot. Yes, it is. So tune in next week at the same tune time. It's like a book club for movies. I was gonna say, are we only doing things based on movies or based on books? But Matilda is the only one. Yeah. <laughs> like how fun. <laughs> And then I'm, I'm just going to read through the list because we're talking about movies that we're doing for the live streams. And so next week is Sandlot. Then after that, it's Madeline. Then after that is Blink Check. And after that is Birdcage. <gasps> yes. Very yes, wonderful. Yes. What a good so, lineup. That's a bunch of good movies. Yeah. So in case stuff changes, which mm -hmm. it is one to do, that's what you can find here. Okay. I mean, good. I'm going to hit in meeting. Bye. 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 Bye.